amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Recruiting Animal here on March 18, 2020. March 1, 8, 2020. If you are listening to this show five years from now, you probably won't be. But just in case you are, I want you to know that we're in the early days of the coronavirus crisis. I don't know, you know what the long-term effects are going to be. You know better than I do. But anyway, so if you hear us talk about working from home and freaking out about toilet paper, that's what we're talking about, okay? And I'll start off right now with uh, some stuff I've seen about this coronavirus. Uh, a lot of people are complaining that they're getting marketing emails from companies using the virus situation to market their products and services. Uh, here's what one of the past guests, a very smart guy, said on Facebook. He said, he's a CEO of a company, by the way. He said, my Ooh. inbox... Yeah, he's a CEO. He's a businessman. That, My that, means, that means something. Yeah, he knows he's got to sell. Jerry, this guy, yeah. his company is full blast selling, I'm sure. But listen to what he said. He said, My inbox is filling with marketing emails from companies trying to take advantage of the situation, and it's tacky and it's gross. And I ask myself, why is it tacky and why is it gross if companies are offering you things that can be especially useful during the crisis? I don't get it. Maybe this guy's a communist, eh? What's wrong with mm. business? What's wrong with business? Maybe somebody understands on Jerry. Jerry, what show is this? The recruiting animal Thank you I gotta for, tell you that thank show you for having it's me. always inspiring. If only the whole show Isn't was it? always as good as the show. Okay? That's what people say. Huh. Huh. That's a good point. That's a good point yeah. right there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well the show's only a few seconds long. The show is an hour long. It's hard to sustain something like that, okay? And anyway, is, I wanna is, is I, a guest here? Yes. I don't know yet, uh, but Yay! Yeah, the guest showed up. First, <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's my gratitude for the day. But I want to thank my sponsors before we get going. Hire Tool, H I R E T U A L dot com, the super duper sourcing tool. If I'm not mistaken, our guest today is on their advisory board. Honeit, H O N E I T dot com, 
the online recording interview technology, they should have Jerry on their advisory board because he was doing something similar 10 years ago, okay? Uh, and uh, yep. finally, I was, I was PC, way out front. You were. PCRecruiter.net. The, the Swiss Army knife. Trying to think of some alternate for Swiss Army knife, he but that's what. Dude, that's that's what Martin old, Snyder, man. the boss there, calls it, the Swiss Army knife yeah, of recruiting well. software. Yeah, maybe maybe, uh, maybe uh, the guest today can suggest something uh, different. The great, the fabulous, Dean DaCosta, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. You all okay. seem really energetic. It's an honor. At Dean DaCosta, at, if you want to complain or say something nice to Dean during the show, it's D-E-A-N-D-A-C-O-S-T-A. Dean what, what, what a treat to have to have stars like this on the show. I, ser- I Seriously. Okay. I like do all pe- the do guests. People, so- do people know what, what the, the caliber of people that we're dealing with here, Animal? I, I don't think they I don't know. know. I do. I don't okay. think so. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Kathy. You got your uh, – Kathy's always there with the seals. How are you? Fine. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. it has been a while, hasn't it? Let's get the show rolling. Let's get the show on the road, okay? Okay. Okay? All right. Here's something. Let's ask just some normal recruiting questions, okay? Uh, Those people who don't like getting pitches, are they communists? What's wrong with the uh, people saying, I want to help you during this coronavirus crisis? Dean, do you have any comment on that? Um, I don't see a problem with anybody helping anybody at all because I try to help people all the time as much as I can no matter what. I mean, you're helping for free. They want want business. I'm not not talking – oh, you're talking about – from a business standpoint, you know, uh, it, it, it for me it's kind of weird. I I get a lot of people connecting with me on LinkedIn, and usually they connect gonna, with Kathy, me. Kathy, 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 I gotta put you on. I gotta I put you on mute. Thing, can I just say one yeah. thing? Dean yeah. can give away everything for free because I guarantee you, very few people could actually remember it and keep up with it like he does. Or want to invest the time. You're abs- Kathy, you're absolutely right. Maureen always says, I can give everything uh, away for free because nobody's going to do it. Right. <laughs> I do. Right. You know, and, and right. Dean's the same. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll, I'll keep coming back to you, Kathy, but I'm going to put okay. your area code 619. Am I right? Yes. Okay. I'll, don't worry. I won't lose you. That's okay. sorcerkathy.com if you want to see who Kathy is. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Dean, what's your, what's, so you've shown yourself to be a, a commie. What's, what's your, uh, why, why don't you like business? No, I didn't say I don't like business. I, for me, it's a matter of, of, of the way you go about doing what you're doing. If you're going to connect me on LinkedIn, and the very first thing when I accept, you say, hey, Dean, I have th- I have these people I can do this job. Can you help me out? I mean, really, that that that's kind of lame. You know, it, it, here's an idea. Start okay, yeah, okay, let's move first. on. Uh, let's move on. I you mean, you have some great stupid. insight into it. Okay, well, Dean, actually, before we I get do, going, okay. this, this, <laughs> what I'm going to ask you, this question is – so valuable it's if you listen to the show this is going to be the most valuable thing you get out of it dean has a an archive of sourcing information what's the domain name for that i keep forgetting well uh it's just, it's the ssar page is is what you're talking about and there's start yeah. page yeah uh yeah. yeah each one is a different it has a different um, url so it's not like 
there's a URL, but it, there are start.me pages. You can find them on the Facebook SourceCon group. There's a listing of them, and as soon as we get off the phone, I'll put the same listing on your Okay, your, there's, no uh, domain, there's no one domain name that people no, can no, go from one to the other? Well, are no, you what, kidding me? Okay, what it is is these are called start.me pages. It's a free thing which allows you to create your own startup page and put links on there. And so that's what I've done. But there's four of the SSAR pages, and each one has a slightly different. Um, Dean, I, I, I'm ashamed that I, you are stupid, okay? Why don't you get 20 bucks? I'll do it for you. Just come up with a, an easy to mention name. And I can give it out on the show, and they can go to the site, and then you'll have links on that site to all the other three or four uh, uh, sourcing things. You have to. This is how it works. You have to have an easy to remember name. I want me to. Well, if, if they really, buy if a they name, really want to know it that easily, they can just go to my web page, and the links are right there. What's your web page then? Okay. The SearchAuthority.Weebly.com. Oh, no. Jerry, can you believe this guy? Shame on you, Dean. I'm going to I'm gonna come up with something better, and I'm going to forward it yeah. to, your site, to your site. I'm going to come up with something better. Okay. So the Recruiting Animal, animal Show is going to solve this problem. Animal, Animal, here's the reality of the situation. There are over 10,000 links and another 2,000-plus pieces of information there, and I update it daily. I maintain it. I do all of the checking to make sure the links are still good and all that by myself for free every day. I don't have okay. the time for to make it picture-perfect. Right now, okay. I the recruiting animal life. show is going to step in and solve that problem for you. Okay, I promise. Uh, okay, I'm going to solve that problem. Let's move on to the show. Okay, first of all, let's just do a quick thing with this virus stuff. Are all searches on hold right now? Are you working, Dean? Is is anything happening? Yes, I'm still working. What we've done is we've just reevaluated our interviewing process, and we're doing video interviewing. And if we want to hire somebody, we're just going to hire them, and we can onboard them remotely. There's no big. It's not like it's hard to onboard somebody. You send them paperwork, they do it. They send it back, or they do it online. You send them a computer, and they're up and running, done. So yeah, nothing for us. The only difference is there's no, there's not any, a whole lot of in-person interviews going on. Everything's being done via video. Okay, or I heard that some something. some places are having in-person interviews just like they have them in prison. You go in and there's like a plexiglass separation, and you talk to the person on the phone. I wouldn't, else? I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't doubt that. I think I've heard. I've read something about that on uh, Facebook uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. Yeah, but I, I made I mean, it up. I made it up. I, I was joking. I did read. Well, that I'm people not. Are I actually think I read. I actually think I read something about that on Facebook where they were thinking about bringing people in and putting them in like adjacent rooms where they can see each other and letting them talk. So I think kind of like the scene in Midnight Express when the guy's girlfriend visits him in the Turkish prison. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's like that bad. But, I mean, I don't see the problem. You've got all, the, all these conferencing technologies, all these video technologies. There's nothing wrong with getting on a Skype, video Skype with somebody and talking to them and asking them questions. You can glean, literally glean the same exact information. Okay. Can you demand normal performance? Can you demand normal performance from uh, people who are not used to working at home and they've got the kids away from school uh, and they're going stir crazy as, as well? Is, is, are people going to perform well? 
Um, well, that's a good question because uh, my kids are in their 20s, so I don't have that issue, so I can't answer that one. Okay. Uh, back when I worked from home and they were younger and in high school, again, they were old enough to, to entertain us. I have my three-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter home right now. She's not bothering uh-huh. me. She knows I'm in a meeting. I told her, and she's in her room playing. When I'm done, I'll go. I'll go hang out with her. So I guess it just. Yeah, you on gave her a military training. That, yeah, okay. For uh, Dean's a, a military guy. He wears a, a hat that says he's a veteran. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So okay. Now I got lots of questions. I have lots of questions. But what I invited you to do today was tell war stories about your, you know, best and worst uh, recruiting experiences. And you said you've got tons of them. Uh, do you want to just start? Telling stories, uh, or should I yeah. ask you questions? What What do you prefer? No, we can go either way. I can tell a story. I'll, I'll tell a story right now. Um, go ahead. And, and, I, I and like stories. Really probably, it's actually the story that is the reason behind the SSAR pages. So when I got out of the military um, and I moved up to, to the Washington State area, um, I started putting on my resume like everybody did back then. They were You had to email them because there was all this technology wasn't quite in place yet. And um, I got a couple of interviews. Most of them were chip what I call checkbox interviews, meaning they had no intention to hire me. They just wanted to be able to say, we talked to a veteran. Uh, in fact, I had several people tell me everything I learned in the military was worthless. But that aside, I finally found a company that wanted to hire me because I was a veteran. The only problem was when I, my first day, they said, there's your computer, go recruit. And I'm like, excuse me? And they were like, source. I'm like, okay, do I get any training or anything? I'm out of the military. I didn't do this type of stuff in the military. And they were like, figure it out. And and, and and it was hard because back then there wasn't a whole lot available. This was the early days of AERS training, so they weren't really well known and everything. And, and so I had to pick people's brains. I had to look up stuff online. I, I mean, it took me quite a while to get up and really running. And it was a pain in the royal behind because I kept getting conflicting information. But long story short, at some point, once I started doing well and I started figuring out, I said that when the time came that I was in a position where I had the knowledge and I had a, 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 a format to where I could help other people so they no one had to do what I just had to go through, I would do it. And that's actually why the SSAR pages came into being, because okay. I thought well, Hold on, hold on. Whose brains did you pick? Whose brains did you pick? And and what kind of conflicting information were you getting? Well, I was picking some of the other recruiters and sources that were in the uh, that was part of the company. Even though I was told to just do it, don't ask questions, don't bother people. I did it anyway, but I did it after hours. I was like, hey, let's get a drink and talk and this. And I was getting conflicting information because each recruiter seemed to have their own idea about the way things should be. One recruiter only emailed, never talked to people until after they said they were interested. Other people only wanted to call. Other people were, you go to job fairs and that's all you do. Other people were like, just keep throwing resumes at, at the client until they pick one. I mean, it just seemed like there was no, it, there was no continuity. Nobody had a methodology. Nobody had a, a, a thought process that really made a lot of sense to me. So I just came up with Hold on a second. Jerry, Jerry, is Jerry yeah. still here? I don't want to misquote him. Yeah, but Jerry here. said, Jerry said, there's no, he always tells me there's no one way. You have to embrace uh, diversity in terms of uh, recruiting method. Okay? You can't look for one, yeah. one way to contact but, people. Am I right, Jerry? Here. But there's a difference yep. between okay, so there's a difference between saying I'm ne- I, all I'm going to do is call, I won't email at all, and all I'm going to do is email, I won't call at all. My methodology, the one that I use, involves both, and that's where the problem came in. I don't I don't email people, I do is call. I don't call people, I do is email. That didn't make sense to me. 
because why wouldn't you do both? Why wouldn't you do one and then give and then maybe give it a day and then do the other? It just didn't make sense to me to focus in on only one thing because not everybody responds the same way. And so that's basically what I'm talking about. Even right now, you have calling, you can email them, then you have texting, then you have social media. You've got four different ways to communicate with people. Why would you say I'm ignoring three and only going to focus on one? That's okay, what who's they groaning, were trying to who's say. groaning or heavy had, breathing? Someone fed up with this and wants to say something? Speak up. You're, everybody's free to talk. Anybody want to say something? So anyway, okay. long story short, after talking to all of them, so I start We heard the origin story. Is, go ahead. Short, long story short, come to the end of this one. I already did come to the end. It's a long story short. I did all of that, and I figured out what worked best for me and, what, uh-huh. and everything like that. But I swore that when I got a chance, I would create something that could help people and not have to be thrown in the situation I was in, which I did. Okay. That's okay. what the SSR pages are about. Great okay. story, what's your, what? Love it. Okay. That's his origin story. That was like uh, the pilot uh, of, of the, the the series, the TV series that uh, Dean will be in. That was the comic book number one. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, which, company's gonna actually be... lead, which actually leads to one of the f- more interesting stories about Go something ahead. that happened in the Go early ahead. days. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So Go ahead. early days at Microsoft. Um, they were looking to hire a project manager with a specific security um, certification, which at the time there were only five people in the U.S. that had it. Four How did you know wanted, that, that there were only five? How did you know there were only five? We, went, we asked the certificating, uh, certificating body how many people had been certified, and they said five. <laughs> I mean, is that a new English word, certificating? Is certificating yep. instead of certifying? It's, maybe that's an Americanism yep. that, that I'm not I'm familiar Portuguese, with. So, I'm Portuguese, so I wouldn't know. Um, at any rate um, – so, yeah, we found there were five, and we were able to identify all five, and four of them were wanting way more money than we were going to pay, and that left one. And everybody tried to get a hold of him. Every recruiter in the company tried to find this person, get a hold of him, get him to talk to him, and he just wouldn't do it. They finally asked me. I did a little research and found out that he was a comic book collector, cause he, and I knew that because he, he had said he had gone to several comic cons, which are big uh, comic conferences. Where did he and say I that? Had, on his blog? Where did he say I that? I believe it was – I believe if I remember correctly, it was a blog. Plus, there was a picture on his webpage with him at Comic-Con dressed up as Thor. He was a Thor okay. fan. And yeah. I happen to be a comic book nerd myself. I know – I mean, I've got like 10 terabytes of digital comics sitting here at my house. So, um, uh-huh. And so I just emailed him and started talking about comics. Hey, I saw you went to Comic-Con. How was it? Blah, 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 blah. And long story short, eventually he did what human nature is, asked me what I do and where I work. Once he found out I worked for Microsoft, he said, oh, you're just wondering to recruit me. I go, no, I want to talk about comics. Let's go. A day later, he finally did what, again, human nature said he would do. And he asked me why everybody's trying to get home. I told him, uh, let me look it up. I already know. I told him the job. And long story short, three weeks later, we hired him. And the moral okay. of the story is it yeah. doesn't matter how you try, it doesn't matter how many people try, if you don't find a way to connect with somebody personally, it won't matter at all. You aren't going to get anywhere. now. As, and, and it fits now more than ever because there are so many more jobs than people. If you don't find a way to connect with them personally and get them wanting to talk to you, you're not going to get anywhere. In this case, that's all it took, okay. me to get to take time, invest in him, to know him a little Okay, bit. hold on a second. Wait a second. Okay, so you found this weirdo who likes to dress up like Thor, and he actually uh, – He actually – yeah, okay, that's pretty odd to me. And he puts it online so you could actually find out about it. <laughs> now that's, and, a, now and, that's and, the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> wait a second. 
And wait a sec. And not only that, by coincidence, you're also a weirdo, okay? You like the same stuff as him. So you've got a connection there, and the guy actually right. bites, okay? Now, yeah. can you, now, you're saying there's a general lesson there. How have right. you used I bet there I'll bet there isn't. How have you used that again and again? I bet you don't reproduce that that performance uh, very actually, often. Actually that actually that would totally be wrong. Not only do I reproduce it, but I use it for other things than just uh connecting with candidates. Example at Microsoft, going to meet a hiring manager first time. I go when I go to meet a hiring manager, I always do it in their office and I always as soon as the, as I'm walking in, I look everywhere in their office for something. The one hiring manager I noticed he had skis. I, I sit down and talk to him about skiing. After after work, we went out and got a drink and talked about skiing, and we had such a strong connection from that point on that we meet something like 20 hires in like four months because him and I just connected so well we trusted each other, whereas the recruiter before me couldn't make any hires. So this whole idea of, of so, hey, connecting with somebody personally works story, everywhere. Reed, but what about when you walk into somebody's office and you see several different things that let you know that you hate this person? You have nothing in common. Well, first of all, I don't hate anybody, but dislike the person. You, I, must, you know what? You must not, I do you not, must not vote, I, man. Oh, no, I vote, but I don't have to hate the Whoa, guy. To, I don't have to hate somebody to, to hate. vote for or against you them. You have to hate, I can dislike you have to hate them people lot. to support the other candidate. You just have to. No, dislike, law. not agree with, but hate. Hate's just a very strong word. It's mm. a great and, question, and, yeah, it's a good point, but hate is hate to me is a super super strong word, and 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 disliking somebody that's one thing. Hate, I mean, I I just want hey, to. Hey, we're not I here for a discussion die. on love and hate, okay? And I, I want to. We're here for whatever we want to talk about, animal. Chill the hell. No, out. you got a good point, Jerry. You got a good point. <laughs> Dean is is pretending that he can relate yeah. in a special way right. to everybody. First of all, he, for, oh, hold anything. on. First of all, he moved away from the candidate, which is what I was interested in, to the hiring manager. I can go manager. back to your candidate again, too, if you'd like. I just was giving you examples how it could be used. Okay, well, I'll hold on. Then, you then, let's go. Back to, I'll go back to let's another up, Jerry. Wait a second. another example. We understood that. Animal did. Jerry's got a point Jerry's saying you're not going to be able to find something in common that you could talk with uh, talk you know, about it's length not with always everybody. about finding okay but you're mis- okay it's not always about finding something necessarily just in common it's just finding something that like as an example I'll give you a great example when I worked for Hewlett Packard I found a person he was a um, Java person I at the time did not know Java but I really wanted to learn Java I saw a white paper he wrote involving Java, so I contacted him. We did need a job developer, but I kind of, hey, look, I see you're a great job developer. You wrote this white paper. I'm trying to, I've decided if I want to learn how to program in Java. Can we talk? And we, and he got on the phone with me. He talked, he explained me about Java, he explained me what it's like, he explained all that to me. At the end, I was like, wow, you know what? I think I'm going to sign up to learn about Java. And then he asked me what I do for a living, and I told him, and then human nature again. Oh, do you guys have any positions? Yes, I do. Well, again, about, well, it took me about a month and a half. I got him hired. It's not just about you finding something in common. It's just finding something that allows them to take their guard down about your recruiter and just talk and just be a real person. Sometimes it's, and that's all you're trying to do. Having something in common is the easiest way, but just being willing to listen and learn, just flattering them and, and getting them to talk about something they've done, just something to let their guard down. So instead of talking to a candidate, you're talking to a person. 
You know what? I got to tell you something. Whenever I try to suck up from ever, some uh, suck up to somebody, it always comes back to bite me. It never works. Okay. Before we hold on, does anybody else? There's a lot of experienced recruiters here. Does anybody else want to comment on this? Okay. I'm going to call it the suck up uh, routine. Anybody? Uh, anybody want to say something? The fact that you're using the term suck up explains why you're right. not very good at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it, it really does. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know. Find um, a common not, denominator. It, it, yeah, that's okay, basically who said not sucking up. Who said common you denominator? Do you want air. to expand on that? Who said common yeah, denominator? It's recruit for you back in the animal show. How oh, are you, boy, animal? Hello, Jerry. Yeah. Former guest. No, it's a it's a common denominator. Find something in common. It might be a picture on the wall. It might be something in the conversation. Fishing, skiing, hunting. Something. There's got to be something. Hold on, you, Steve. So hold on, Steve. Up. You're recruiting nurses. You are recruiting nurses. Am I right? No. Okay. I'm in the manufacturing world now. And, so. and why, would it, why would it matter? I'll give you an example. I got a friend of mine who's a recruiter. Her husband's a nurse. He goes in once a month dressed as a superhero for the kids in the pediatric ward. Well, guess what? He's got to know about superheroes to dress up as them. So there we go. Superheroes, that's comic book, comic book. I got it. So I have my connection with them. It doesn't matter what field you're in. You got to remember, stop thinking of them as a nurse. Think of them as a person. And as a person, he's got hobbies. He's got things he likes. He's got things he's interested in. And therefore, there's a way to connect with them. It's okay, I'm going to ask everybody who comes on the show, this is now going to be one of my standard questions, how have you done it, okay? How have you done this? Good. There's a famous, we got a famous example on the show. This guy couldn't, it was unrecruitable, just like your guy, and, and the recruiter found out on his blog that he liked Flaming Hot Cheetos, Right, I'm that guy. and he also <laughs> happened to like flaming hot Cheetos. So he sent him an email with the subject line "flaming hot Cheetos," and he actually recruited this unrecruitable yeah. guy. That's that stands out because it's so strange. Okay, you're yeah. making it sound like it's an everyday occurrence, which it is well, I, not. Well, I, I, I guess for me, I guess. It depends on who you talk to. For me, it is because I learned early on it works, and I take the time to get to know the people I want to I want to source and recruit and talk to. It doesn't make sense for me not to. But you got to understand, as a recruiter, we have to not only get them interested in a job, but we have to ascertain if they have the basic and I hate this term, but I'm going to use it anyway, core values that match to the company. Well, you can't know that for real unless you get to know the person. Okay, and I'm going to do some ads, and I'm going to come people. back to you. I'm going to ask if you've, what you do to ascertain like a culture fit is what you're talking about now. How do you Pretty assess much. culture fit? You think about it for a second. I'm going to do an ad. Hey, everybody, I'm going to do my short-form ads today. Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. It's the online interview recording technology. It record you, both you and the uh, candidate call into a website it records the whole interview, turns it into a uh, searchable transcript, plus you can press a button to highlight certain questions uh, and segment them as audio clips that you could pass on to the hiring manager say, hey, listen to the candidate in her own terms. Man, that adds a little sizzle. Hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Dean's a super sourcer. Anything nice you'd like to say about hire tool, or do you want to leave it to me? Not leave it to you if you want. I mean, I, oh. people already know what I have to say about it. No, they don't. It's a good sourcing okay. tool. Am I right? It's Hire a good, tool. You know, it, it, 
Hire Tool is a very good sourcing tool. Own It is also an extremely good tool. I've used both. There you go. He uses Own It. Thank you. And finally, PCRecruiter.net. Dean, everybody, you know, Joe yes. Mullins was on, and he did, told me that uh, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software is too old a term. People aren't going to know what a Swiss Army knife is. Is there any other term that you could think of that I could uh, express that this is very customizable, configurable, soft, uh, configurable oh, software? Well, I, I think the more, the, the more now, the more up to date version of a Swiss Army knife is a Leatherman. You know, the ones that have a know. knife, and then they have a, then they have a corkscrew, then they have a bottle open, and they have all that, because that's the more. Yeah, that's that's what a Swiss Army knife is. I've never heard of a Leatherman. Leatherman? Yeah. Sounds like some yeah. kinky sexual uh, apparatus. Jeez. Only <laughs> you could go God, that direction. Come on, man. I just. Uh, but no. Okay. Okay. Try try this one. Call it call it a five tool sourcing tool. Okay. That's a sports metaphor. Weak. Yeah. Weak. Okay. Hey, I'm just coming up with stuff right up the top of my head. Give me a break. <laughs> and I Dude, have to drink all my coffee yet. A, you know, that's ridiculous. What? Okay. That he didn't know I what a Leatherman was... is? Or he didn't know what no, a Swiss no, Army who, knife is? Who doesn't know what a Swiss Army knife is? Even if you don't own one. You obviously, know what obviously, Animal didn't know. <laughs> 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 anyway, let's get back to Thank you, Michael G. Cox You can find Michael G. Cox at MikeRecruiter.com uh, And he's a sales A fantastic sales recruiter Okay, ex-corporate Everybody listening is on the computer right now looking up Swiss Army Knife to figure out what it is. <laughs> yeah, <maybe. laughs> no. Or, fl- or Flaming Hot Cheetos. Or Flaming Hot Cheetos. But wouldn't it be hilarious if the they were? Oh, I know what Flaming Hot Cheetos are. My son loves those things. Okay. Okay, they're not good for you. Oh, okay. Uh, next, uh, what about this? How, you see, you said it's very important for you to assess the cultural fit, even though you didn't use that term. How do you assess cultural fit? Um, you, well, if you're getting to know the person, it's pretty easy to assess certain things about them. Like as an example, the comic book guy, one of the things we started talking about is how long have you been collecting and um, what series do you have? And when I asked him what series, he goes, well, I have Thor 1 all the way up through 369. They're in mint condition. When you start hearing things like that, you're like, okay, this guy – knows stuff off the top of his head, he knows the series, he knows how to condition the comics. That means his attention to detail is pretty good, because to know how to properly tell the condition of a comic is not the simplest thing in the world. There's a lot of variables. And I know that because I am a comic collector. So that automatically tells me he has a very good attention to detail, number one. Number two, listening to the way he puts his sentence together and, and the words he put, uses can tell, can tell me other things as well. What kind of communication style is he? Um, if he's very direct about things, and I know that he's a very direct person, but if he tends to him uh, and maybe um, try to soften the, the way he speaks, then I know he's a little more mild of a personality. There are things you can do. There's a book by um, Joe Navarro called what everybody is saying and it's mainly he's an FBI guy and that's about nonverbal communication so even when you're on the phone with somebody you can tell certain nonverbal cues as well if you hear typing in the background they're either working or they're looking up the answer to a question if you um, hear the hymns and the haws depending on when they are you could tell he might be a little stumped or if you hear tapping that means they're nervous because you hear that's their foot tapping so there's a whole bunch of things you can tell by answering questions and most importantly listening Listening is probably one of the strongest skills that, as a recruiter, you need to have. Because question. You tell a lot I have a question. Okay. When you, when you send a report on this candidate to the hiring manager, uh, how do you um, summarize or um, 
articulate these uh, uh, deductions or inferences you've uh, drawn about uh, about the culture fit? What do you say? He's indirect. Well, he's well, a mild-mannered well, sure. person. I do, but first of all, understand there are tools now that can help you with that as well. you got tools like uh, Humantics, which can do an assessment based on both of the top two personality assessment methodologies um, that can give you the same insight. So what I do is I do my interview, I get my, my what my thoughts are, then I go ahead and use the tool to validate my thoughts one way or the other. And usually what I end up doing is sending my thoughts plus the uh, results of the tool it's like crystal nose, humantic. Those are the two top tools that do this. Well, humantic, spell, can you spell that? Uh, I believe it's H-U-M-A-N-T-I-C, if I remember correctly. Um, uh-huh. It may be I-X. Hang on a minute. I'll tell you right now because I can look it up here on my system. It's my like, foot is tapping. Like I don't think I'm that nervous. Okay, maybe my body is it's betraying my uh, I'm correct. It's humantic. H-U-M-A-N-T-I-C. Well, the problem is you're in your... your, your um, your your uh, radio voice, so that means you're being loud. So it's kind of a little bit more difficult to tell if you're nervous or not. Uh, okay. Anybody? Okay. Any? Okay. So I want a story now, if you've got it, about you know some someone you actually uh, sent a report in. Uh, I want to hear what one of your reports okay. sounds like. But does anybody want to comment before? Any anybody online want to ask or challenge Dean on this one? No. The line's open. Boring, well, I'm I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious yeah, if Dean's ever encountered a situation where a certain personality type may be uh, disqualified an indig- individual for a job. Yes, I actually have. And it's not that they disqualify okay, themselves. Okay, so you're the job. using personality to knock people they, out. They, it's, it's not that they disqualify themselves from the job. I actually got them hired into a different part of the organization. They disqualified themselves from that group because their personality would have caused all kinds of havoc in that group. It would have. It just would not have worked. They Could were be more specific. Alpha. Be more specific. I, That's a good question. They were probably the, they were probably the most alphaest alpha I've ever encountered in my entire life. It was even difficult for me to keep control of my interview. They were they they were at alpha to the umpteenth degree, and this group was not a group of alphas. They were a very team oriented, very nobody is above each other, very what I call betas. There's a lot of betas. No alphas, no Charlies, a lot of betas. And he would have destroyed it. And we knew that because we've done it. We had that happen before where they hired a real alpha and it just didn't work. It almost destroyed the group. What's like an I alpha? Said. What's an alpha? An alpha is somebody who likes to take charge, who thinks they know it all, who, want, who wants to always have the final say, who thinks they're the, the best of the best of the best of the best of the best. And not only do they think that, but they make sure everybody knows it on every, every chance they get. The alphaest of the alphas are... Well, I want to stay away from politics, so I won't mention what I want to say right now. But um, they are usually they destroy groups unless the group has other people just like them. And then what happens is over a period of time, everybody kind of calms down. They figure it out. But if they, you put them in with a bunch of betas, it destroys the group. That would be like. And how do you figure out? Norm- how do you figure out in your interview if the person's uh, an alpha? Like you said, well, you had trouble a- controlling the interview. Go ahead. That's that's how. I mean, let's get real. I'm an alpha personality. It's not even there's no debating about it. And if I couldn't control the interview, that told me that this person was over the top alpha. To to try to control me would be over the top. I mean, would I, you say I, that that I, was met, more a, a I have situation. met with and interacted with Norman Schwarzkopf, and that man's an alpha. 
and I still could work with him and get along with him. So, and I knew if I couldn't work, get along or control a conversation, this person had to be over the top. In fact, it was interesting is um, we did get him hired in a group, but when I did the background check and talked to his past um, employers, they said the same exact thing. The biggest problem we had is he is so alpha and so over the top, it was really tough for us to, to figure out how to work with him, and that's why he didn't last very long. Okay, hold on a second. Wait a sec. Okay, hold on a sec. You know, you don't seem like that to me. You seem like a, a reasonable person. I have to tell you, Michael G. Cox. You can be reasonable. You, you, you can be reasonable and still be an alpha. That's the difference between an alpha and an alpha alpha. That's the difference. The no, difference I think that's alpha. The difference is emotional intelligence or lack thereof. I, I, well, I'm trying to be a little mm-hmm. more to be correct. Right on. Thank you. Um, but yeah, the, basically the difference you can, you is. Can wait a second, Jerry. Jerry said the show's getting boring, and I, I always use him as my bellwether. <laughs> Jerry, what's wrong? What should we be asking him? Right, come on, speak up. I'm, 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 I'm already involved in a uh, in a back and forth hate conversation over on Bill Borman's uh, site with some lunatic people. So I, I don't even know what anybody's talking about. Then how do you know it's boring? You're on Bill Borman's site dealing with a, a lunatic. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're on Bill Borman's site dealing with lunatic people. Um, yeah. And so, are are you trying to act like that's new? Have you been on uh, Bill Borman's no. site before? I love Bill Borman, but some of the people over there are fun than whatever wow. we're talking about here. I blame this squarely on Animal. We oh, okay. Let's play. I'm all for blaming it on Animal. Situation here. With this whole, the, the whole globe is in this funky, weird, surreal state. An animal wants to sit here talking about examples of a time that you talked about a person. This show sucks. Get on the stuff or I'm hanging up. No, Jerry has told us. Jerry, Jerry has told us before that he is an alpha. Okay, and there you go. I guess right. Uh, that proves uh, Dean's point. Okay. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, what do you want to talk about with uh, the? We already asked if the, if the interviews are from like prison style. They are on the internet. I have what? to argue with people that I don't know on the internet. We don't okay. have you to. Know, I'm going to sit right here and Bill, all these people. Shut it down, Jerry. Wow. Just shut it down. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. They're hysterical. Bill, Bill is an extremist himself. Okay, Bill is an extremist. I, I, I mentioned it on the show. My, my online Any conversations with I him. Anytime I talk to Bill, some of his whole posse just gangs up on me, and they don't even know me. <laughs> yeah, true story. Lots of people, there's there's lots of people Maybe like that. Maybe I'll post a picture of my gun cabinet and get the cops yeah. on you. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Those guys are so self-righteous and nasty, some of them. This is where the saying, ignorance is bliss, comes in. You're dealing with some very, some very blissful people over there. Oh, yeah. all, right, all right, I'm going to delete my current halfway completed <laughs> okay. URL. So Jerry, Jerry tells, Jerry tells okay. us the show's no good, okay, and then he starts talking about you know fighting a political <laughs> fight with hysterical but people he, online. He admits, okay. he, hasn't yeah. really, he admits he hasn't really been listening, so it's kind of a okay. oxymoron. Okay, so and where, where do we get off? Let me, in my defense, the reason why is because there's nothing that – and it nothing kept me engaged, animal. Uh, 10, 15 well, minutes in, I'm kids. I mean, speak up. Ask a question or say, look, speak this up, is not I'm, interesting, I'm, and I don't – I'm it. not the one making millions on this show, dude. You are. It's on you. <laughs> this is, you know what I mean? I mean, really. Right. Yeah, what a cop-out. Okay, yeah, okay. Not but you know what? No, here's here's how you can support me. I haven't billed the sponsors for a year. Let can you start bugging me about that? 
You, know, you bug me every day on my Facebook group about something, okay? I have to build the sponsors. Okay, I haven't done it for a year. Can you start bugging me about that? I would appreciate it, and then I can pay you, okay? Are they going to still okay. pay you? Even so today, I don't know. We'll see. Guys, 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 guys. I didn't come on the show to hear you all pontificate. Okay, okay. Where were we? <laughs> Where were we? I, we were back telling a story. You were trying to about... explain to me how I'm not an alpha, but, I, but when it's clearly I am. Yeah, okay. But hey, what Dean, we were I have doing... a question. I have a question for you. Please tell me it's, 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 it's Ernie Moreno. <laughs> Ernie. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, Dean, Dean what? what do you what? consider to be the hottest new tool out there? That is a or good me. question. Um, I'm actually very much in, lo- in love right now with Luxo Connect. Luxo Connect is re- literally brand new as if it only came out like a day ago, and I just did a video you mean on outreach? it. Oh, but this is outreach on steroids. So okay, imagine well, tell, if, people, well, you, tell people, I I'm saw you posting to. about I'm, it on Facebook a number of times. Tell people I, I, why I, you're, what it is I, and why, why you're enthusiastic. I'm about to. Isn't it called so, uh, Luxo Outreach, though? Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's Luxo Outreach. I call it Luxo Connect. It's Luxo Outreach, basically. So okay. what Luxo has done, Luxo originally was an ATSC arm, a really good one. I actually use it. They now create a sourcing platform called Luxo Source, which just came out about, a week or so, two weeks ago maybe. But now they have this Luxo outreach, which is incredible. Right from your system, once you create a list of people, you can send them all mass email. Then you can schedule to send them a mass text. Then you can schedule to send them a video in, in an email. And then you can schedule to call them. And you can set it up to where you send an email and then say two letters. If you don't, two days later, if you don't hear back, send a text. Too late, and you can set it up to, do, to automate the entire process. If you hear back, it doesn't keep going. If you don't hear back, then it goes to the next step in the process. And it can repeat the process as many times as you want. My whole entire methodology for my whole contacting is built around the average number of emails and average number of calls it takes to get a candidate to reply. So for me, there's like, oh, my God, this is perfect. I can literally set it up to run automatically for me, and, and I don't have to worry about it. And it's so Hold cool. Hold on. So wait, wait a sec, Dean. Dean, Dean, Dean. I'm just going to add to this. Obviously, I think Jerry said what I was asking. My questions were interesting. This is what uh, one of the listeners is asking. We can stay on this. So you're talking about a sequence of emails, right? And it automatically. No, no, no. no. It's not just e- no, no. It's not just emails. You can do emails. Email, you can do phone, texting, texting, phone, videos. You can do all any or all of them in any sequence you want. Like for me, I like to email, give it a day, and then I will always follow up either with an email or a text if I have it available. And then I give it another day, and then I follow up with a social site of some kind or a phone call, and I repeat that process up to seven times because according to statistics, it's taken up to seven calls to a candidate to reply. So I can, But I can do it automatically. I don't have to actually go in and remember to do it. I can set it up. So email, day later, a text, day later, a video email, day later, another, you know, I can set it up automatically, and it goes right down the band. And it's all integrated into one system, and it doesn't cost extra for, any, for the texting. It doesn't cost extra for any of it. It's all integrated. It's Any really, follow up there, Ernie? Simple. What was that? It's follow up? Do you want to ask a follow up question? No, I, I, I was no going to say I, a person can use it. I, I signed up for Luxo last week, and uh, it, I signed up because I listened to Dean, and I thought, you know what, this has got to be a little different program, a different way. And the fact that you could make one call and then from there shoot it into automatic 
you know, and then followed up with your calls only. I was looking for ways to just cut time. And I think he uh he turned he turned us on to this thing and you, and you're looking at it and you're going, "Wow." And uh they're and they're really helpful too. It's it's it's, it's an oh, interesting yeah. program that it's an interesting program and it's how it's going forward. And and uh I I I found it to be really uh interesting in terms of what it can do. My technology stack, this what Luxo's just done between Luxo Source and Luxo Outreach has changed my entire um technology stack for me. Um in that you know, you have the ATSCM, you have a, your sourcing tool, and then you have the outreach tool. So now, for me, I need a secondary sourcing tool. I need a secondary enhancement tool, and then I need a scraping tool. Those are that's pretty much the main tools you really need. And so now, with Lux, if, if you use the entire suite of Luxo products, you can add Seek Out as a sourcing tool, Swordfish as an as an enhancement tool, and Zap Info as your scraping tool, and you're pretty much set. What's an enhancement tool? Enhancement tool is a tool that finds more information about people. Usually that means emails and phone numbers. Oh, it's all a contact information tool. We call, it enha- we call it enhancement, but okay. Who calls it enhancement? I've never heard it before. Uh, nothing personal, but you never heard of a Swiss Army knife before either, so I'm not sure. I did. That, that's not point. true. You say it every week. <laughs> Joe told me nobody else knows. Now, you're, everybody's confirming that Michael G. Cox told me everybody knows what it is, so I'll take his word for it, okay? Okay, so you guys are busy promoting – you guys are busy promoting uh, competitors for my sponsors, but it's my, but my sponsors no, it, haven't it, had to pay for a long time. I just came up with names of all promoting. tools. I could have said the hire tool. I could have said human projections. I could have said amazing hiring. I could have said any. Uh, I could have said Rockstar Finder. I could have said who knows. I was just using an example of a secondary source tool. That's all I did. I could have no, said any of them. Okay. No, no. i got to tell you. No, I'm interested in what you're saying. Ernie's reply to Ernie's question, you're saying that for you, this current uh, development has been transformational. That's what it sounds like you just told us. Am I right yeah, about that? I, for, yes, to me it has been because I'm. you're always looking at how to do more with less, and you're always looking at how to minimize the number of different systems you have to have. Because the more systems you have, the more you have to worry about them interacting with each other and working with each other and all that, and that becomes convoluted and can be difficult. So when you have a system that can be your ATSCRM, that can allow you to source and allow you to do your outreach properly, or you then, and then you have other systems that can work fairly simply with them, like source in wherever, download CSV, upload the Luxo, you're done. Uh, scrape here, upload the, download CSV, upload the Luxo, you're done. It makes your, it makes your system simple. It makes it agile, and more importantly, that means it can be done quickly. You don't need any little bridge programs to let them talk to each other. And that's mm-hmm. and so I'm all about the simplicity, and I'm also about cost. I'm looking at cost. Luxo is very reasonably priced for all the all that it can provide for you. I look at things like um, Zap Info. Zap Info is way reasonably priced. It's one of the most reasonably priced tools out there, and it's really good. And then I forgot I got to do a video on them because they just made a major addition to what they can do. Um, and then you look at the sourcing tools. Most of the sourcing tools out there are extremely reasonably priced. Not all. There are some that I think are overpriced, but most of them are reasonably priced. Uh, any other specific... I'm going to do a quick ad, and I'm going to... If there's any other specific uh, sourcing tools that you want to talk about for the rest of the show, well, we can go into that. If anybody else has a comment, just do it. After, tell me after my ad. I, the lines are open, okay? Still 15 minutes left. Hire tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L dot com. Okay? 
They supply lots of free contact information if you go and download their extension from HiredTool.com. No, that's not the Swiss Army knife. I'll come to that in a second. PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net is the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. It's good for every kind of recruiting. It's very, very customizable. And if you don't know how to customize your own software, they're happy to help you because they love all recruiters. Okay, and there was something else who, who I was going to say. But hold on, and and not only that, they're good for uh. kitchen table recruiters like Jerry, uh, and and companies with big teams of recruiters. So you know, Ooh. big or small, they love them all. What? Okay, and love finally, Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com, the online interview technology. You heard the great mm. dean. The Costa just endorsed them. You can handle your interviews and record them and get transcripts and little clips that you can pass around to the hiring committee all online. Honeit.com. Okay. Uh, any other uh, sourcing tricks that you want to, you know, new ones that you want to tell us about? Can I, can, I make a, can, I, can I make a statement again? Uh, going Go back to your uh, Dean Disney again, going back to your um, all of those programs you put together on SourceCon, I think one thing I had picked up that I caught, I guess, just to, that more recruiters should know is the fact that if I bookmark it, which I did first, it ends there. But if you oh, you going to the source SSAR. Count, you're talking about yes. the SSAR pages. Yeah, and your addition. Yeah, to I'll, I'll explain. I, I can explain it. So what he's trying to say is, when you look at the SSAR pages. Um, and th- those are those big pages I put together with all the different tools, tips, tricks, and everything like that on them. Um, you have a choice of following it or bookmarking it. If you bookmark it, that's it. Whatever's on that page now is all you get to see. So as I add things, you won't see them. If you follow it, you get to see all the new stuff I add, and I always put the date of the new stuff so you'll always know what's new. So w- Basically, the only reason you would have to actually bookmark is if you think it's going away. I have a few bookmarkers. The guy that owned them said he was going to be removing them, and I wanted to keep them. But for me, for what I'm doing, you don't need to bookmark them. You should follow it, so this way you get all the updates I have. And you don't need to worry about if something happens and Start.me goes away and, and I have to start all over because I get a, um, I do a scrape of the pages every week, and I have it backed up, and I can upload it again within minutes. So just follow the page. Do not bookmark it. If you bookmark it, you're not going to uh, – if you, if you bookmark it, you're not going to get the updates, and the updates are really important. I've got about 60 tools I need to add to it over the next week. So – any any other questions, Ernie? Yeah, finding finding mobile numbers. What's the best tool? Um, the best Finally, tool is finding mobile numbers right. Say it again, what please. was that? I said finally something we care about. Ten minutes left in the show, and we get to something that people can take and actually apply. That- Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I'm just answering questions, dude. So don't I don't shoot. This show's show's failure has nothing to do with you. It rests squarely on animals' ill-prepared shoulders. Go ahead. Answer the question, please. The the answer to the question is, from a tool's perspective, for um, cell phone numbers, the best tools right now are going to be the Luxo uh, Connect, or the Luxo Connect, which is their contact finding capabilities, um, Seek Out, and uh, Swordfish. Those are the top three finding cell phones. 
tools, Mark. Really? You know, how did you assess that? How did how did you assess that? Just by using using the different tools? Pretty much by using the different tools and validating the numbers they were giving me were accurate. Most tools don't give you cell phones. They give you uh, landlines, usually work numbers or they and stuff. So there's only a handful of tools that even give you. Lucia tries to give you cell phones, but to be quite honest, they're only about 40% accurate. So why even waste – I don't even waste my time with Lucia anymore. Most tools do not provide cell phone numbers. Now, I will say this. Rockstar Finder is coming up there Who's really that? quick. They just Rockstar Finder is a Who's sourcing that? tool. And they yeah. just added a uh, they just added a new capability, and they're finding cell numbers, and their cell numbers. I'm still playing to see the accuracy, but so far I'm pretty impressed with them. And for me, Rockstar Finder is a cheaper solution than some of the other tools that are out there. They were free before. He was Robert Smith was on the show, and they were free at that time. Yeah, They're not free anymore. Well, well, no, they got a free, like all tools, Luxo has a free component, Seek has a free component, Hydro has a free, they all have a free component, but if you want to get the full experience, of course, obviously it's not free, so some things are free, some things aren't, but I mean, Rockstar just had a major uh, addition to theirs, they came out with Rockstar for all, I just did a video on it, and uh, I was really impressed with the ease and simplicity, but more importantly, the amount of cell phone numbers that it was finding, and the accuracy, but again, it only came out like a day or so ago, so I'm still assessing um, it's still assessing just how accurate are, but right now, I right now it's it's probably sixty percent accurate, which for cell phones is really good. But really good. But again, I'm early on in my assessment. I don't like to make numbers based on only a hundred or so um, assess, you know, a hundred or so numbers. I like to have several hundred before I, I'm willing to say wow. anything out there. Wow! 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 Okay, Ernie, yeah, any other more people, questions? I don't think people realize when I write about a tool or I do something about a tool, it's not like I just listen to what they tell me and then redo it in my own words. I actually take time to test these things. Like this Luxo, um, Lux, Luxo Outreach thing, I've known about it for a while. I've gotten to kind of mess with it a little bit for a while now. And I don't just, you know, I'm, I, there are a lot of tools out there. I probably only write about or video, do a video on maybe one out of every three tools I demo because, to be honest, that's all that's worth doing. I'm not going to sit there and recommend a tool that's a piece of crap. It's just not the way I okay. work. I also okay. won't say anything bad about them. I just won't say, won't say anything good either. I see. Okay. Okay. Now, okay. Now, so, Bernie, other question, any other, other questions? Any other questions? Yeah. With regards to dealing with LinkedIn, and as we use these tools around LinkedIn, any advice you can give us on that? How to be careful? How to not get kicked out of LinkedIn? How to not to go to jail? Or do you log yeah, in, log out? I, I could tell you a bunch of stuff. First of all, I don't know why you're using LinkedIn, but we'll go. Be, that's another story. Um, for me, it's real simple. It's real simple. First of all, you have to get o- you got to get over believing that LinkedIn's got 610 million people because they don't. That's the first thing. Just remember, they're full of crap. Um, so get over that. They've got about 425 to 430 million people. That's it done. Number two, realize that you will never see all of them. It's mathematically impossible. The most you could see in a results, even in LinkedIn career, is a thousand people in results. That means mathematically speaking, you will never see everybody. However, you can X-ray in and see everybody. So that's number two. Number three, don't stay signed in. Big Brother is watching. If you stay signed in, they can see everything you're doing. They can see any communications between extensions. They can see everything. So don't stay signed in. If you're going to use a tool like a, a scraper, make sure there's a gap going from page to page of at least 10 seconds. It's real simple. They go under the premise that if you go from page to page or from profile to profile in six seconds or less, you're probably a robot. They don't know it for a fact, but they are presuming you're a robot because in their little 
itty-bitty minds. No human being can look at a whole profile in six seconds and, and make a decision and move on. That's not correct. I can do it in, in way under six seconds, especially with some of the piece-of-crap profiles in LinkedIn. That said, that's their assumption. So if you put 10 seconds as your mark to move from page to page, they cannot assume that you are a robot. In most cases, will leave you alone. But the biggest key is don't say sign in. If you worry about not being able to know if you get emails, that's what a cell phone's for. They don't monitor you on cell phone. So you just stay signed in the link there on your cell phone. Let it tell you when something's going on. Do not say signed in. That's the biggest key. Sign in, sign out. I'm not signed in right now. I'll sign in, check my emails. I'll sign right back out. The only time I do anything in LinkedIn is if somebody in my company puts people in a folder and I have to scrape it out to find contact info. That's the only time I, I do anything in LinkedIn because, like I said, they don't have as many people as they say. Most of the people – I mean, it's estimated that 98% of people on LinkedIn have another social profile, so why do I need to use LinkedIn? And the 2% that don't, well, let me help you out. Uh, at least 100 of the 2% are dead, and I know that because there are people I know who have been dead, and they won't remove them from LinkedIn. They refuse to allow the people to remove their profile. What did you mean by cell phone? Sorry, I didn't, I didn't catch it. What, what were you referring oh, to with the cell phone? Well, on my cell phone, I have a LinkedIn app. That allows yeah. me to do th certain things, but they don't monitor that. They don't pay attention to what goes on on your cell phone. And the new Windows has a way to connect your cell phone to your uh, desktop computer, so I can open up my cell phone right in front of me, right on my desktop, and it's big and easy to use, and I can do anything. In fact, there are certain contact-finding tools that are you have to pay for to use in your desktop, but on your cell phone, they're free. So I can use them on my desktop by connecting my cell phone to my desktop and just using it. I mean, it's really cool. I have a, there's a YouTube video I did on it, all about it. It's really a cool little uh, setup. Okay, I'm so, I mean, that. That sounds, that sounds really interesting. Tools on that too. And then the other thing to keep in mind, I'm running an and I'm running Android. Uh, Chrome has the Chrome has an Android emulator. I can actually do an emulation of the entire Android system and go ahead and do anything I want in it, just like it was my cell phone. And because it's in Chrome, that means all my other tools will work within it as well. So there's a whole lot of ways to be able to utilize your um, mobile well, technology. You're doing an, your, your Android, your, your smartphone is Android, not not uh, uh, an Apple product. Is that what you're saying? There's an advantage to that? Is that what you just to said? Me, to me, I think there's a huge advantage going Android to Apple. Um, I'm One, I don't like the proprietary nature of Apple. I never have. Um, number two, Android um, allows you a little more flexibility, and Android works a little better with the Windows operating system as far as your cell phone. My daughter has an Apple, and I it struggled to get it to connect the same way as Android. Android's like instantaneous. Uh -huh. With the Apple, it takes a lot more time to get it, and it still doesn't work 100% right. Okay, now, you know what? I remember a few no years Apple ago, if Jerry's still on the line, he can correct me, but he found his 10-year-old daughter on LinkedIn, and, and we were told that if you use the LinkedIn app on your phone – they steal all of your contact information. Uh, is no, is that true? Or? No, no, that's not correct. No, that's not correct. First of all, you need to understand that they can't steal anything unless you give them permission. They have to give you permission. If they don't ask for permission, then they're going to give, there's going to be a lawsuit against them. Every tool, if you'll notice, when you, when you put an extension on Chrome, it asks for permission to access your this, that, or this, or that, whatever the case may be. Like, yeah, um, but is I, it going to work if you don't give them access? Is it going to work if you don't give them access? Uh, it depends on which tool it is and, and how you have to it. Like for me, a lot, most of them, when I'm in Chrome, they're asking for access to my Gmail account. Well, I have two Gmails. One has everybody in my address book. One has one person in my address book, me. So I use that one when I sign up for them. So this way, if they want to have access 
fine. You're only getting access to me. It's not like I have anything to hide. My email's all over the place, so I don't give a fuck. It's just like the it's just like the tools that say you have to use a work email. I have a site that gives me a, an email that acts like a work email, but there's nobody in my address book. I use it just to sign up for those tools. Okay. They're okay. I have you know question. what? I have Go one ahead. other question, Black man. Black. You know, yeah. when when you when you're using Chrome versus Bing, is there any any advantages to it? Does it matter? Okay, so Chrome versus Bing is not the comparison. Bing is a search engine. Chrome is a web browser, so it would be Chrome versus Edge. Okay. Or Bing versus Google. So I'll do both scenarios. So Bing versus that, Google, yes. Okay, so Bing versus Google, yes, there actually is. Some searches run better in Bing than Google. Right now, an X-ray into LinkedIn works better in Bing than Google. And there's a site called Bing versus Google, and it's on the SSAR page, where you can run a search and see the results in both to see which one works better. And you see them side by side. And a lot of the, Bing, a lot of the LinkedIn x-rays work better in Bing than they do in Google. Now, the comparison between Chrome and Edge, the old Edge prior to three months ago, big difference. You could use extensions in Chrome. You couldn't in Edge. The new version of Edge, which is Chrome-based, to be honest, I like it better than Chrome because you can use the Chrome extensions in it, but it doesn't need as much resources, and it's a lot faster. What about the Brave one that's ex almost exactly like Chrome? What's Brave, now Brave, what I like about Brave, and I have Brave, I have like 12 browsers on my computer. What I like about Brave is not because it's Chrome-based and all that. What I like about it is because it has Tor built in. Tor is the onion router. That's how you get to the deep web. I like the fact that it's got it built in, which means I don't have to use a second program. I don't have to call up the Tor URL. It's built in there and, it, and, and everything, and it comes with other little things like, you know, you can get a VPN to protect yourself. You can do all that. That's what I like about Brave. Brave is a more secure version of Chrome. Uh-huh. And so what do you, do you have a go-to browser that you use most of the time, or, or do you keep switching constantly between these dozen? Uh, usually I'm in Chrome, and, and the new Edge is where I spend, spend most of my days. Uh-huh. Ernie, or do you have to go, Dean, or, we can have, or can we ask one no, more question? I can, uh, I, no, I actually made sure my calendar was pretty clear. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, I, I liked the first part of the show as well. Jerry, I, I, as I said, he's uh, how I judge things. He was bored. But now Ernie's asking you questions that are, are, are very interesting. Ernie, do you have any more? Well, I, I guess as I look at it is, what about emails? I mean, what is, is there any way to find emails or, or a combination of both? I know you gave us Swordfish. Does Swordfish find emails? Yes, Swordfish can find emails. Luxo, um, Luxo can find emails. Uh, Seekout can find emails. Hire tool can find. I mean, almost all of the emails easier find. than uh, emails easier than a cell phone because it's e right. Okay, so yes, emails much easier than a cell phone. The reality is this: there is nobody on this planet that has an email that you can't find. It's just, it, but it's it's just a matter of having the right methodology. So, as an example. Human nature is human nature. So if I'm on LinkedIn and I notice that they're in the URL, their username for LinkedIn is Pro43, happens to be mine. And then I go to Twitter and notice Pro43. Then I go to Facebook's Pro43. That's three social sites that are using the same username. The odds are 95% they have an email address with it, and the odds are it's one of the 26 domains that's 95% of all Americans have, the Gmail, the Hotmail, all that. So all you got to do is do Pro43 at Gmail, Pro43 at Hotmail, Pro43 blah, 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 test them. At least one will be right, if not two. And once you've got that, then you stick them into Google, and it will match it directly up to the person, and you'll have their email. It's not hard to do. 
It's real, finding okay. emails is really, really simple. I always say these tools that find emails, I can do that. I don't need the tool to do that. The tools allow me to do it quicker, though. And so it, I will use the tools because it saves me time, which equates to money. But if the tools don't find them, I don't get, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I have a whole methodology built behind finding an email address for somebody, and it has never failed me. And there's a video on my YouTube page about how to do it. So That's one of your earlier yeah. ones, if I remember correctly. I remember watching um, I actually, uh, I actually updated it uh, not too long ago because I um, added a couple of other possibilities to the, um, to the permutator for possible emails. I added one for alumni groups, and I added one for, um, for if you own your own domain. So the, uh -huh. it, it, I have updated it since I think, I think the newest one's about six months old. Ernie, anything else? Yeah. Yeah, one other thing. When people right now, I hear them all freaking out because nothing's uh, like everybody's pulling jobs. Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? During this time of maybe 50% of what you can get done is actually filling a job order. What uh, what advice do you have for people to calm down and not freak out? Well, I, at this point, we're not talking about corporate recruiters. We're actually talking mainly about agency recruiters and independent recruiters. So what I tell recruiters. them, is, yeah, what I tell them is, remember things are cyclical. To quote Mr. Baseball, there's high tide and then there's low tide and then there's high tide again. So we're in a lowish tide. There will be a high tide again, and it probably isn't going to be a year and a half to two years. It's probably going to be a few months. So start thinking about what is the core things. Look at your history of recs. Look at the companies you deal with on a regular basis. What kinds of things do you always seem to have companies ask for? They're always asking for job developers then maybe it's time for you to start putting together lists and people that are job developed so that you're ready when the floodgates open again. Instead of waiting for the floodgates to open, get ahead of the floodgates. Start putting together lists of job developers or of whatever it is you look for on a regular basis so that when those floodgates open, you're ready to rock. There is no waiting period. That's what I recommend you. And along with that, I would recommend take this time to enhance your skill set. Learn how to x-ray the right way. Most people don't know how to do it the right way. Learn how to peel back the right way. Learn how to view and, and assess and, and manipulate a URL properly to get you information you would never think of before. Learn about OSINT. Instead of use the word and not really know what it really means, learn what it really means. Why don't you plug your book? Why don't you've got a cheap book on Amazon, inexpensive book on OSINT, O-S-I-N-T. Why don't you plug that right now? What's the title? It's OSINT for the Staffing World, and basically it's a beginner's guide for a built for recruiting and staffing people around OSINT, around what, they, what OSINT is, what kind of tools they are, what they can do, and how to use them and not get into trouble, meaning not but, worry about getting hacked or anything like that and the things you can do. Well, what about but your other book? Do, Wanna, oh, the other book, book is um, – God, no, I can't remember. Because <laughs> um, I'm in the middle of writing my next book, so I'm I'm kind of a little off the okay, wall. Okay, just look up recruiting. Dean. Just look up Dean DeCosta. I've got it right. Uh, on, I've got it Amazon. right here. It's the book of recruiting DeCosta style, and it's basically about a lot of methodologies and things that I use to allow me to be, have, to succeed in the various stages in my um, staffing uh, career. And it has tools, it has methodologies, it has interviewing techniques, it has pretty much everything. Okay. Ernie, anything else you want to say? I have one more question. Uh, but Ernie, no, if you, you, you're you on a roll. No, you're uh, okay? That's, 
Yeah, no, that, he answered a lot of my questions. Thank you for the yeah, opportunity. Okay, be, be, but I want to just go back to something you said earlier, last question, but it might be a bit extended. Uh, you talked about your sequence. When you were talking about Luxo, you've got a, a, method, a methodology for contacting people. You know the ratios. I think you said you have to touch someone seven times to make sure the, the, that statistically speaking right now it takes it's taking an average of seven phone calls to get somebody to reply to you okay you said phone calls i, I thought those were a, a variety of different touches and i no, wanted those to clarify are phone, it's taking an average of seven phone calls and an average of four emails right now to get people to reply as okay, and so account, so uh, I was listening to someone uh, on a, a, a sales webinar that was pretty interesting from VanillaSoft the other day, and the guy said, always leave voicemails. We know that lots of recruiters think that nobody listens to their voicemail. He said, always listen to voicemail. That's your advertise. Leave a voicemail. That's your advertisement. Yeah, of course you leave it. Of course you leave a voicemail. Well, I mean, why would you call somebody and what are you going to do? Hang up? People need to understand if you call them and you don't leave a voicemail, they still have caller ID and they're still going to know. And they're gonna, and it's going to make you look bad. Oh, wow, this guy, who the hell is this? Uh, oh, it's a recruiter. He called me and didn't even leave a message. Screw him. Hey, Dean, like, and also, if I get a call and I say hello three times and I don't get a live person, I hang up. Because I am not talking to a goddamn robot. Hey, Dean, and also with, with regards to Sorry. Luxo, do they not have that, uh, they have some voice message system where you could drop a voicemail without it ringing the phone? Uh, they will. They do. Oh, it does now? They told me they were doing it, but they, I thought they said it wasn't there yet, but they were going to have They seem okay. to be saying that they have it now. Then, and they, it's quite possible. I just talked to Matt yesterday, and I didn't uh -huh. ask him about that, but when I asked him about it a month ago, he said that's in our, um, that's in our, our project plan, so maybe he, they got it done sooner. I made a bunch of recommendations to him. That was one of them. He did say he was yeah. trying to get them all done before the rod, so maybe he did, and I didn't think to ask him about it. It's quite Okay, but just let me, clar let me clarify something. I thought that you had told us half an hour ago or that – that you program in uh, a sort of a variegated sequence of different methods of contact, like first an email, then or first a phone, 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 and then if there's no return, well, it goes to okay. email and then to text. I thought okay, you, here, you make here, a, yes, I did, yes, I did, but I think you're you're kind of confusing a few different scenarios here. So the way the Luxo tool works, which I love because it's almost directly in line with my methodology, is you could set it up so that your first Outreach to them can be whatever method you want. For me, it's always going to be an email because 95 percent of all candidates said they they prefer the initial outreach from a career to be via email. So I'm trying to be respectful of that and the fact that I don't want to call them and find out their boss is standing over the shoulder, which has happened to me. But anyway, so um, I email. Then I set it up so that two days later. I send a text. Luxo will send them a text. I won't. It'll already be pre-set up. So if I send them an email and I don't hear back within two days, Luxo is going to automatically send a text. Then I can set it up so that if I don't hear back two days from there, I can either call them or send another email. Only for me, I would send another email. Only this time it would be with a video. Then I would set it up for two days later to actually 
call them, and then I would start that process all over again. To, and I would do that whole process up to seven times because that's what the average number of calls is taken. I have never had to go through my process seven times. I've never had to go through it more than twice before I heard back from anybody, FYI. But that's because I take time to write emails that are personalized, but that's another ballgame. Okay, um, that's another ballgame. Where can we see an example of your videos? Do you, do you have them up? Uh, my, the, you, my YouTube page. They're all on my YouTube they, page. That you drop into that you drop into an email. You've got them on your YouTube page. Is that right? Are you talking about videos to candidates? Yeah, that's what it sounds or, like. You're putting videos oh, okay, to yeah, the yeah, candidates. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, no, no, you do it right there in the tool. The tool, Luxo t- does a video right there live. You can make the video right there live, and once you save a video, you can reuse it right there in Luxo. You don't have to put them anywhere else. You don't have to do them separately. Everything can be done right within Luxo. Okay, but so you're using the same video again and again. I just want to get in touch with you. It's I, not specific. I can. I can, or I can make it specific to each person. I have my choice. I can decide uh-huh. how personalized I want it to be or how generic I want it to be. It's up to me. Okay. And a lot of it for me will depend on what I'm doing. If I'm trying to invite, if I'm trying to invite them to an event, I can be generic because I'm not trying to sell them our tool. I'm just trying to invite them to an event, come hang out, see what we're doing, whatever. If I'm trying to recruit them right then there and I want to talk to them, then I might be, I'm probably going to be a little more personalized. And, one other thing it does that I, I, one other thing it does that I thought was incredible was when you're calling them, you can call them from your your database. You're calling them. When they answer, if you hit a little button that's on on your screen, you can record it automatically. Keep in mind, though. Keep in mind that's true. But keep in mind, you actually in most states need to let them know you're recording it. Ah, uh, okay. Some states don't. New York State only requires one person to know it's being recorded. Other states require both people know. So you need to make sure you understand what the laws in not just the state you're in, but the state they're in. You need to yeah, understand no. the laws in both. Okay. Okay. Good I'm to know. Let Dean go, Dean. Dean, I know I got you complaints from the peanut gallery, but I like the whole show. Uh, I found this part that you're talking about uh, about all the sourcing things you do very exciting. But I promised you at the beginning that we were going to talk about war stories, and I find them very good as well. But I'm going to thank Ernie. You, you brought up a, a lot of interesting stuff. It really added a lot to the show. Dean, I look forward to having you back again. You're great. Okay? Well, Anything you, else, I enjoy I, everybody? Nope, I'm good. Dean DaCosta. Great job, guys. Dean DaCosta. He's got two books. I'm going to go get you that URL today. Dean DaCosta, thank you. <laughs>
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.